All right. So on the podcast today, we're going to talk about the eye formation and why some people still run that as their base offense. And then also talk about how maybe you can adapt some of the core tenets of the eye formation of, of really, you know, of pro style offense uh, to your offense. And after a very quick word from our sponsor, sponsor, you'll hear about me talk about the eye formation and how we can use it in 2020. All right, welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. So today uh, we're going to talk about the eye formation and and what that is and how that works and and why maybe we should still run some of it uh, in 2020. And there are programs that run it as their their base offense, even even today in different states. I think it's a time tested offense. Uh, the longer I coach, the more I like things that are time tested, things that have stood the test of time over the ages and things that are simple, things that can be installed with really any personnel you may have uh, in, in a high school. Because as we all know, as high school coaches, we don't have the same personnel year after year. So we don't, we don't recruit to a certain style, right? We just take who's in our hallway and we try to mold our scheme to fit the guys that we have. So, the last podcast I talked about the wing T. This one we want to talk about uh, the eye formation and why am I doing this during a <laughs> during what should be a game week because we can't play. Uh, our county is in the red in the West Virginia color map, so we can't play games. So I don't have to prepare for an opponent. So I'm going to do a podcast. So that's that's what uh that's what I've decided to do to keep myself from going crazy. So <laughs> this is. This is what y'all get. You get some multiple podcasts in a week on different offensive schemes because uh, I don't have other things to fill my time with right now uh, because I'm the head football coach and the offensive coordinator. So I don't have a game plan to put together so I can go and look at different styles of offenses and how maybe we can use parts of those uh, to help us or maybe use the whole system uh, one of these years. Because as a high school coach, as, as y'all know, your personnel changes from year to year, and it can change pretty drastically from year to year, depending upon who graduated, uh, who's coming up through the feeder programs, who transferred out, who transferred in, and we have to be able to adapt to what we have. And I think high school coaches are the most adapt adaptable coaches because we have to be able to uh, take a bunch of information, right, with clinics or talking to other coaches and then put it in our memory bank so when we need that information, we can draw from it uh, down, down the road. So this offseason, uh, one of my studies was 21 personnel uh, or you know, the, the eye formation pro personnel. That's something I was really interested in this offseason. So I went and talked to a bunch of different people that are really smart and have run the eye for a while. Uh, both of those programs are in Georgia. Uh, Coach Tim McFarlane was one of them. He was on the podcast a little while back, and they won three state championships, and they run the eye 99% of the time. Their backs are in the eye, you know, in traditional eye or king, queen, you know, offset, fullback type stuff. And they huddle, and they're just very, very traditional, and they're very, very good. They won, like I just said, three straight championships in the state of Georgia. And it made me – start to, to process 
you know, why are they good? What are some things that everybody can take from that? Even if you're not an eye formation person, what are some things that they are doing that we can use to help our program? So, you know, why the eye? Why that style of, of offense? So it's time tested. That's something that has been around for a while, something that will stay. I would, I would imagine at the high school level, the eye formation will always be around uh, as something that uh, coaches want to use. Uh, it allows you to feature a good tailback. It allows you to have a simple playbook, get your running backs downhill, play action, some things that we're going to talk about uh, on, on this podcast. So if you're going to run the eye, uh, you, need a, you need a tailback, right? You need a guy that you thought you could hand the ball to 20, 25 times a game. And it's usually good to have a couple of those type of guys. So you, you're having, you have two, at least two running backs that are varsity caliber players. And guys that I've talked to in the past, not just guys this past offseason, talk about how if you're going to run the eye, the position you want to develop the most is the tailback. So instead of trying to develop at a high level a bunch of different positions, you're really focusing on on one spot. You're focusing on that tailback, and you're putting your best personnel there, and then your <clears throat> your best skill personnel, excuse me, and then you're you're training them to be the workhorse. And then obviously, your offensive line needs to be good. Uh, I think in all offenses, the offensive line needs to be good, right? Uh, to be able to to have success, be able to run the football, to be able to protect uh, those types of things. And your quarterback, if your quarterback's a good player, it helps it, right? So the play-action game, maybe you run your quarterback on some boot, waggle, naked type, types of things out of the eye. Those are things that people who run the eye for years do a lot of. Uh, if they have the quarterback, that can do it. If they don't, it's more of a drop-back, play-action type thing. But those of you all who have listened to my podcast know I'm not, I'm not sold that you can – consistently win throwing the football around at the high school level, especially the level I'm at. Maybe at bigger levels with more student body, with more people in the student body, right, with um, some higher numbers on your team. We're going to have about high 30s, low 40s in our team most years, and a lot of our kids haven't played a lot of football, and uh, you know, our midget leagues in our middle school is not like a, it's not something that I would want to teach the air raid too, right? Those aren't the type of players we have coming up. I'm just not an air raid guy. Some people are, some people teach it to the younger levels and they're really good at it and they, and they go and they have success. That's just not me. I want to run the football, I want to play action and I want to control the clock because I feel like if your roster is small, you want to try to shorten the game because you got a lot of guys playing both ways. And that's something I truly believe in as a coach is you want to play to your personnel at the size of your team, right? And then go from there and build it, build it the best that you can. So I remember talking to Coach McFarlane, and he he was talking about how people want to go fast and they want to go slow. And that, that hit a that hit a little bit of a like a like a pressure point with me because in football now everybody wants to go fast. And I Sometimes I do too. I want to go fast. I want to go fast, get more plays. But if you're going to buy in to being a pro-style offense, you probably only want, only want to run about 50, maybe 60 plays a game, and you want to try to control the clock. And I would think if you're a pro-style offense, I-formation offense, 
that you're going to make sure your defense is pretty good. You're going to put your best personnel on defense to be able to slow down the other team's offense, uh, make them go three and out, right? And then you get the ball and you have like a six-minute drive and you score and then you're putting pressure on the other team. And I know there's guys that have played that play fast and they have success doing that as well. So it's interesting hearing two totally different philosophies have success. And I think football football is so fun because of that. You can win and have success doing a bunch of different things. But it, to me, it comes down to do your philosophies on offense, defense, and special teams match up? Are they congruent? Do they go together? Because I've been a part of, of staffs before where the offense wanted to go fast and the defense – was a bend but don't break defense. I feel like those two don't go well together. If you're going to play fast, you want your defense to be ultra aggressive just to try to get turnovers and get the ball back, cause negative yardage plays. Um, if you're more conservative on offense, I would imagine you want to play a little more base defense, maybe not blitz as much, uh, try to bend but don't break, and then let your offense get the ball and eat the clock and be physical, run the ball, all those types of things, which – Man, that's people. People win doing both, and that's that's really cool that you can do do both of those. Now, I don't think that the the no huddle, fast pace, just trying to run a hundred plays, is something that would be very effective at my level, because our roster is 35, 40 kids, and I'm trying to play a bunch of guys both ways. So we're trying to limit the amount of actual time we're playing football during the game we're trying to maximize that hidden time right the time between snaps uh to to try to shorten the game so our, our guys don't don't gas out uh in the fourth in the fourth quarter so you know the eye also allows you to uh your defense to rest if you're two platoon so if you're two platoon and you're a different situation then your defense can rest and uh, they can be ready to go when they get back on the field because I was taught as an offensive player, if you go on a nice, long 10, 12, you know, 14-play drive and you kick a field goal or maybe maybe you punt, but you've given the defense like, you know, four minutes of game time on the clock, which is what, about like 15 minutes in like regular time and real time, then that's that's a good thing, right? So your defense is ready to go. They made adjustments. So if you're going to be an I-formation, pro-style, slow-the-game-down type of team, I would imagine defense is the number one priority of your program. And I think that's a solid way to go. And in the, the podcast, a couple podcasts ago, I talked about that. We're going to try to play great defense, right? We're going to run the ball and we're going to play excellent special teams. And, you know, last year in 2019, we just tried to outscore people because of our personnel. And, um, you know, we won – more, we won four games for the first time since 2007, but you want to. We want to be better than that. And how are you better than that? I think the core principles of, of football are: you know, you want to stop the run, play great defense, then you want to um, obviously run the football, and then you want to be able to play great special teams. And you know, what are the typical schemes right in the I formation? I would say ISO, power, counter, toss. You know, maybe a draw, right? Those are your your core, your core schemes. Uh, most of those, or well, all of those, go into the tailback. Maybe some people run dive or trap with a fullback, 
and then obviously you would carry some sort of reverse right in your run game. So you're going to toss it right or left, and receivers going to take the reverse. Those types of things. Maybe if your tailback can throw it, you have tailback pass. Um, and then you know some people they're going to stay in the eye, right? But they're going to formation and motion some uh, to get the look <clears throat> that they want, right? And then you, then it your mind goes to you know different packages. So you have you know the the vertical uh, offense, run offense, ISO power toss, you know, your misdirection, your counters, your your draws, your reverses. Then, you know, what we call like a 90-game series, uh, you have your quick game, uh, and then you have your, what's well, like your your three-step under center. You have your drop back. You know, I don't, I don't know in high school it's good to carry a true five-set drop back, just straight drop back. I think play action – uh, functions fine as a replacement for, for five-step drop back. You know, I think that's something that, um, yeah, drop back passing in high school is hard. So for me, if you're going to run the eye, it's going to be three quick three-step from under center, or you're going to play action. And those are the things you're just going to live and die with because uh, that's what you can rep, that's you can get good at. And, it's much easier for your offensive line to either slide protect in the quick game or to have a, a run fake off for a run fake for play action. Uh, drop back pass pass protection is hard and that takes a lot of a lot of time. I feel like people that are good at that, that's what they do. They're gonna throw the ball 30, 40 times a game and they're gonna be really good at half man, half slide, full man protection, you know man protection or, or full slide protection and that's what they're going to be really good at they're going to spend a lot of time routes on air 707 and we do routes on air uh, we do some 707 uh, but we're more like of a team pass team I like, that's that's the concept i like the best is you're going to work your your passing game in a team concept because then the protection comes into play i feel like 707 is like going to the driving range and saying you're playing golf <laughs> so you know the quarterback six back there he has no he has no worry of getting hit. He, has to have, he doesn't have to throw through any windows. He's just throwing the ball with no line in front of him to receivers. And I don't think that's something that's that's productive for an offense. I I was listening to Lincoln Riley talk, and that's what he said. They don't do much 707 in Oklahoma because uh, you want to get you know the play action fakes. Uh, if you're if you're running RPOs, get the RPO fake. So I think. The 707 period, while I know our guys like it, it's fun. I don't know that it's very productive. I think it's something that you do once once in a while uh, to get your maybe work on some timing with the quarterbacks and receivers. But I think you can do that same thing in a routes on air period, right? And you're having your quarterback just go through, hey, throw to your first progression, second progression, those types of things. So as we as we wrap this up, so why would somebody run run the eye, right? You want to run something that people have run for a long time before, right? It's time tested. You want to develop really one position group, right? The tailbacks. Uh, you want to use play action and quick game in your passing game. You want to control the ball. You want to control the clock. And then you want to allow your defense to rest, especially if you're a two platoon program. That's something that I could see people wanting to do to be able to uh, play great defense. And there's a bunch of high school programs that use this model and they win a lot. So 
I thank y'all for listening. Man, it's it's great to have such a, a great audience. And um, I look forward to doing another one of these soon. Hopefully we're playing. So I, maybe maybe it's not as soon as I'm planning in my mind. But if we're not playing, you'll know it because I'll put out another, another podcast. Uh, so thank y'all.